0: is you need to know all the reasons if you're gonna say that your reason is right and the best. And a right. lot of people, they say their reason's the best and they don't even know everyone else's reasons. So this is divisive, this is a uh, disconnection and this is not good for you or anybody else. So, you know, just look, just say, look, the way I do it is I go, look, I don't always know the way everyone else sees it, but this is the best way that I know how to do it. And if someone comes to me with a better idea and a better way i'm open to that i'm willing to you know and if that means all of a sudden i'm more left or i'm more right because i took on their idea whatever i don't care doesn't matter to me i'm i'm a best idea kind of guy i'm i'm a i'm a, I'm a pro team humanity guy
1: This is Way of the Artist with Brandon Colby-Cook and Evan Schulte, identifying your blocks and demystifying your struggles so that you can claim your own path and make your life a work of art.
2: Well, well, everybody, we're getting into one today. I mean, I don't know exactly where it's going to go. I never know exactly where these are going to go, Brandon. But, um, you know, this one, this one for me, there was a, a sense of urgency to this one. And by the time everyone's listening to this, it's been, I don't know, probably about three, four weeks since we recorded this. But I think that this is a fairly relevant kind of, territory that we're about to head into no matter what so we've called this one may i have your undivided connection um and those last two words kind of being for me at least key to what i really want to get into with this conversation this this relationship or not necessarily a relationship but just this um just this subject matter of division and connection and for anyone who's a regular listener of the show you know that we're not particularly politically interested in talking about that kind of stuff on the show we're still not <laughs> and i think we're not going to do that too much on on this episode either however uh i did just want to acknowledge that uh you know right now as of february was it february 10th of 2022 uh, and for what 's been going on for longer than that there 's been just intense division going on in you know all corners of of the world, but particularly where we are in in Canada and North America and stuff like that uh it's uh it's it's pretty shocking you know like where when things kind of went crazy in in March of twenty twenty and there was this sense of togetherness and connection that we had to each other. And now it just seems like we are a million miles away from that. And my question has been the last couple of days, like, how do we, how do we come back together? You know, how do we come back together despite disagreements? And cause you know, disagreement is, is part of, of, living and being with other people being in relationship to other people we're not going to always agree on things and and no matter what our opinions are how do we how do we come back together how do we connect as human beings on a on a deeper more fundamental level perhaps so that's my my opening statements and remarks to this one brandon what do you got i just have to say talk to people
0: you know get off of social media in general, social media in, in the, you know, it's good in a certain way, right? The, the idea of being able to connect with other people is the point, but people don't use it to connect with other people. They actually use it to divide from other people. And, uh, I think we need to change our entire relationship to how we use social media. I think we need to reevaluate everything about it and consider looking at what the, what the point of it all is. Right. Like, um, you know, and, and like, if you, if, if you look at like Facebook and the evolution of Facebook and how that even came to be, which is now going to be meta, which nobody trusts. Right. And they lost so much money because nobody trusts them. Right. And there's, uh, you know, there's a lot of people that like, they get up in the morning, they get on Facebook, they spend their entire day on Facebook, pretty much, if not entirely, like indirectly throughout the day they're always connected to it and this stuff right is has um it's not what it started out to be what it started out to be was was basically a way for people in college to meet each other particularly people who were single and to connect and that was the idea and it basically kind of let you know who was around and you could kind of find a way to connect with them and you could kind of see where they were at and what their status was And that was the idea. And then eventually the entire world started to take on this form of social media. And there's other social medias um, that have come out of this or have come in connection to this. And I think, uh, you know, part of the problem is, is like social media is designed to connect you. It's not to disconnect you. And if you're finding yourself more and more disconnected to the world, you're using it wrong and it's using you. So, um, as an artist, you know, like, look, I don't really care what you do with your life. I think you're allowed to do anything. If you want to eat a bunch of terrible food and smoke and drink and do all this bad stuff for yourself, way too much to excess. And you want to destroy your life. That's your freedom. You, you can do that to yourself. You have that option, but if you're going to do it, I'm not going to judge you, but I'm going to if I'm if I'm your friend, if I care about you, I'm gonna say, like, hey, you know, like maybe like check in, you know, like maybe like stop, you know, like for your own for your own well being, for the well-being of everyone else. Like, and if you're if you're really close to me, I might, you know, like my mom used to smoke, she stopped. And I used to I used to cry when I was a kid. I used to be like, Don't smoke. I don't want you to smoke. I don't want you to die. And I could never get through to her. It was so hard. And the thing is, is like, Sometimes people are going to do stuff you don't agree with, but if you're going to try to help them, do it out of love, do it out of connection. Don't do it out of judgment and like hate and like whatever, all this other stuff that people are doing, you know, it's just no way to do life. And it's no way to do the world. And by the way, you'll never get through them. My mom did quit smoking. And, you know, now whenever I talk to her about it, she goes, that was so stupid. I was so silly that I was ever doing that. But I think that she appreciates the fact that I've really fought, you know, and I don't think that I'm the one that necessarily stopped her, but I contributed to it, but I did it out of love, you know? And I think this is the thing, right? It's like your undivided connection means like connect, not disconnect and don't divide. And if you're dividing or you're disconnecting, you're doing it wrong. And that's, you know, that's my opening statement.
2: Hmm. It's a lot of, there's a lot in that opening statement, Brando. <laughs> yeah yeah and it's it's obviously this is a a big part of it too like it's not just social media like all of our media has you know the the potential to divide and to connect and as well as like for the artist you know like there's there's it always has the ability to to divide or to connect i i just finally watched that um that Netflix movie Mank I don't know if you've watched that one yet, Brandon. No, I haven't seen it. No, it's David Fincher. Oh, really? Okay. It's a David Fincher movie. Oh, Oh, my God. It's on my list, man.
0: Yeah, I can't
2: believe you haven't watched it. It's very interesting. It's it's very much like an old Hollywood movie, and now I feel like I don't want to necessarily talk about it, but it's based on a true story. And, you know, it does... One aspect of it is it does dive into how, you know, media has been used for a long time to, um, essentially breed division, you know, how to, to, to do that, that, how it has that power to do that. But ultimately, you know, I think a great artist, um, uses art to connect us, to connect us on, on fundamental levels where we can, where we all come together at. You know what I mean? Like it's, uh, you know, there's, if you've ever read any sort of like work on, on Buddhism, there's a couple of things that I've noticed continually come up and it's stuff that like often you're supposed to meditate on and think about and ponder, but, and, and reflect. And it's based on a couple of different things. It's like reflect on how, Everybody has been born into this world, how everybody is going to die. Everyone has to face that, how everyone wants to be happy and how nobody wants to suffer. Right? Like that's, it's like, and, and those things are like uniting factors for all of us. You know, it's like that, that's, you can say that that is true for every single human being. We connect, we all just want to be happy. We all just, we don't want to suffer and we all have to face this thing called death. Like that's that, that, and those things in and of themselves, if we really consider them, this is, I think the, the, the aim, if we really consider it, we really fully grasp it. There's a wellspring of compassion that comes through that understanding that comes through that realization And in many ways, I think that that is so much of what like great art does is it communicates things like that. It communicates that, you know, and other things too, like art can express any number of, of potential human universals, but ultimately, you know, like great art just makes us feel connected It makes us feel connected to each other and, and to life. And, and yeah, there's just, there's, it's so easy to fall into traps of divisiveness, You know, and I think that there's more of those. It's not that that's a new phenomenon in in life. The whole our entire human history is riddled with horrifying details of divisiveness of people who are divided. Um, It's just that we have a whole range and suite of tools in which we can now. we can now express division with each other and yeah like social media is a very powerful one where it has such an incredible ability to connect but it also has an ability to tribalize too right which i think is what happens like you know we're connected to a certain group of people and now we have this group of people that we can be divisive with against other people and and make other people right and make other people wrong and 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 things like that. And and it's just like, and there's no end to that. That's the thing that I've really realized. And it doesn't mean that I don't fall prey to that, you know, within myself a lot, but it's, I don't know. I don't know necessarily, I had a few areas that I was thinking of taking this into, but it's just, I think that it can be a very easy thing to just get divisive and down about other people. And sometimes it takes work. It takes a little bit of effort. It takes a little bit of putting our egos aside and putting what we think we know about other people aside and and really seeing each other you know going beyond our ideas that we have of another person and i'll just cap this off and i'll hand it back over to you but like one of the things that i've always felt and and i'm just going to talk about politic sort of political spectrum in a very broad way here but i've always i've never had any sort of political affiliation you know and in the you know in the us you've got two main parties here where we are in canada we have you know like four or five kind of main ones but there's usually just like two that have the the anyhow there's there's two or three that kind of run the show for the most part but um you know and and some of them are as we consider on the left you know on the on the liberal side of things and other people are on the right which is on the conservative side of things and one thing that has always baffled me and still baffles me to this day is when people hurl the stuff you're just like oh they're a right wing blah 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 and then and this like we're was like oh there's some left wing blah 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 right and i'm just like D- do we not see just like the <laughs> like like is if we think of that in some in just a general actual like physical space location like like way where we think of left and right well left and right are just they're both useful pieces of direction <laughs> you know <laughs> like they're both like it's they're, they're they're they go hand in hand with each other right like there's and to say that that going left is better than going right is doesn't make any sense depending on where you're trying to go <laughs> right like one you you, you use whichever one is necessary, and for me, in, in terms of politically speaking, I go well. Hang on a second. Each, both the left and the right, are advocates for very important human values. Each side, each side is is an, is at its best at its core when it's doing what it's supposed to be doing. Is is fighting for important human values. And there's a balance that happens in between there. The left shows us kind of a responsibility that we have towards each other, that we can do things together that we can't do on our own. But on the same, same time, we go, okay, but we have to allow the individual to thrive. And when we allow the individual to thrive, that actually helps us all to thrive better too, right? And, and if you go too far one way or the other, it gets out of hand. Right. If you go too far to the left, there's no such thing as individual individual expression anymore. You know, mm-hmm. there's no the, we don't get different opinions. We become every, everyone just becomes a, a homogenous blob. But on the same on thing the flip. If you go too far right, that's actually the same too. Too far right. It's the same thing too. And 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 it it maybe tends more to like a dog eat dog kind of attitude right we're like i don't i don't fucking owe anybody anything and no one's ever done anything for me ever and <laughs> and that's no and that's shit too it's both shit so it's like this is just something that has never made sense to me where i'm just like what why this divisiveness when they're both contain with them really important values and how, why is that so hard to recognize i don't think people I don't think people
0: are reminded or remember, or even sometimes are even aware in general about the values of why they do what they do or believe what they believe. I think they forget. I think what happens is you get on a team, you get accepted, and then you start to just like the fact that you're accepted and you like these people agree with you and you like, you know, and you forget why you're doing anything. Like, why do you follow the speed limit? It actually takes most people a minute to think about why they actually follow the speed limit. Why do you follow the speed limit? Some people will say, well, because that's the rules. That's what you're supposed to do. Mm, eh, Wrong. That's not why we follow the speed limit. Try again. That's not why we follow the speed limit. If that's why you follow the speed limit, then you haven't thought out why we have speed limits. We have speed limits for safety. Safety. Because we care about each other and we want to protect each other. And what we're doing is we're trying to... Decide, okay, look, if you go roughly this speed on this type of road in this type of area, we agree as a whole that that's safe. So, could you please stick to that? And when people abuse that, especially if they abuse it too much, then we say, okay, well, you need to be fined. You need a punishment for that because basically what you're doing is you're being unsafe and you're putting other people at danger. And there's consequences for putting people at danger because at the end of the day, we're trying to take care of each other. Right. So yeah.
2: Yeah. we're all trying you, to get, we're all trying to get, get somewhere, but let's, there's a way in which we can do that, which is like provides the most amount of safety and whatever, ba- like a balance, there's a balance right. that it strikes.
0: And it's a balance. Right. And like, also like, well, you could say, well, safety is the only thing that matters. So then we get everyone to drive at 20 kilometers or 20 miles an hour. And everybody's like, oh my God, I'm like, this is horrible. I. You know, I have a car that can go 200 miles an hour, and I the max they'll let me drive is 20 miles an hour. It'd be it's just dreadful. But there's also another value we have, which is that we want to allow people to travel at pace, and we want to give. And we built roads because we want to be able to get to places with ease. Roads are there to get to places with ease. That's why they're there. Um, we built roads, and we we designed things to make it um, to give people freedom and so we could create movement and so we could create more out of that because what we found as a culture was that if we could move more stuff quicker if we could move each other quicker we could do more with the area that we controlled or inhabited right now most people have all these rules and all these beliefs and all these ideas and they don't even know why they exist and they don't know the moral or the ethic behind them and like as an artist Take it on, you know, like as a a critical thinking human being in the world, whether you're creative or not, I mean, just think a little bit, like put a little effort into what you do. Why do I do that? Like, why why is this done? Well, my parents always did it. That's not a good reason. You need a better reason. You know what I mean? And -hmm. I think like a lot of like undivided connection is about finding out better reasons, because if you think the way you do it is right, and you think the way they do it is wrong, it's simply because you don't understand why they made sense of why they do it the way they do it. And if they don't understand you, they don't yet and are not yet enlightened on why you do it the way you do it. And if you're saying that your way is right, you better have a damn good reason as to why that is, like a really good reason. And not only that, if you are so arrogant as to say your way is right, you better understand what everyone else's reason is who doesn't do it your way. Because you need to know all the reasons if you're going to say that your reason is right and the best. And -hmm. a lot of people, they say their reason is the best, and they don't even know everyone else's reasons. So this is divisive. This is a disconnection. And this is not good for you or anybody else. So, you know, just look, just say, look, the way I do it is I go, look, I don't always know the way everyone else sees it but this is the best way that i know how to do it and if someone comes to me with a better idea and a better way i'm open to that i'm willing to you know and if that means all of a sudden i'm more left or i'm more right because i took on their idea whatever i don't care it doesn't matter to me i'm i'm a best idea kind of guy i'm i'm a, i'm a i'm a pro team humanity guy i'm not a you know i'm not here to to be right or to be arrogant. You know what I mean? And I think that if we all just kind of took on a model of like, Hey guys, we're in this together, you know, but a lot of people say they're in this together and they say, Hey, we're doing this together and they're not in it together. Give me a fucking break. You're not in it together because you're saying your way's right. And their way's wrong. And you don't even understand why they're doing it their way. And the only reason why you're saying they're wrong is because someone told you this is why they're doing it, but go talk to them, go ask them, go figure out why they have that stance. And maybe you can express to them why you have your stance. And if you guys don't judge each other, you can actually have a real conversation. And that's what connection is. And if Mm -hmm. you really truly have the better way and you are open to hearing their way, usually people will be won over. They will be won over if you tell them your way and it actually is better. And if you are open-minded, if they have a better way, you will be won over. Maybe you're just scared to be won over you know, and it's, it's only stopping you and it's only stopping your connection. It's only hurting everyone else when you do that. So, you know, it's, uh, uh, it's, it's just, I think it's about people to, to stop just being so arrogant to say, we know so much. We don't, we don't know very much at all. Mm -hmm. And very rarely do we have everyone else's opinion. And have we gathered all the information to be able to make really good decisions
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's so interesting, you know, what you were saying about, you know, like we put these things in these boxes, right? Where it's just like, oh, well, that's a, that's a left wing idea or that's a right wing idea or whatever. And it's just like, well, who gives a shit? Like what, like, can we just judge something based on the idea that's presenting and whether maybe it's a good idea for the problem that we are currently facing? Right? Because the thing is, is that like, in some instances, it won't be a right solution. It won't be the right solution. Right. But we're always, you know, we talk about, we talked about this recently, but like, you know, we're always trying to have, have these things fixed in place. We're always trying to fix what is unfixable, right? Keep it in some place. And it's just like, life has changed, man. Everything's changing. There's nothing solid. (laughs) there's very little that is there's very little that'll
0: stay the same and for how long it'll stay the same i mean maybe maybe some things over a given enough time will always change
2: yeah so like let's stay open and let's listen to each other and let's try and and find some sense of of understanding and and look that can be challenging you know because we've all been conditioned you know in one in in one direction or another and usually in multiple directions all at once right and it's it can be tough cuz we get so wrapped up in these things that we think in these things that we believe and and how we think things work and it is challenging when somebody comes along and upsets that you know or or challenges that or questions that i get that You know, I think that's something that we all struggle with, but I think that we can do a hell of a lot better than we're doing now. (laughs) You know, and and, and just being like, okay, you know what? Maybe there's something that I haven't considered. Guaranteed there's something that you haven't considered. Let's start hearing each other and acting in good faith towards one another. You know, like it's just... there's all sorts of associations that we that that i've been seeing going on out there where someone has a difference of opinion about something and they raise their voice about it they're they're speaking out and because of that they're suddenly being hit with all kinds of labels you know oh well because you think that you're you're a this and you're a that and you're a th- you're like just slanderous smearing shit when it's like m- most of that is untrue probably none of it's true about the about a lot of these people but it's just you know it could be it can be again it's so it can be so easy to be divisive right it can be so easy to just make somebody into some boogeyman right well like as long as you're this in my head as long as you're as long as you're a misogynist as long as you're a racist as long as you're a bigot as long as you're a this thing and that I've called you that you are whether that's even true about you or not, as long as you're that I don't have to listen to anything that you have to say I don't have to challenge my views I don't have to challenge or, or consider you a human being and I think that that is what has been been so troubling to me is this dehumanization you know yeah. this this well, this mass dehumanization of each other that's just like what 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 is that going to create what is that going to breed all it's breeding is is more hostility and more distrust and and just everybody's becoming more and more entrenched in their beliefs and thoughts and stuff like that and it's just like and you know what? maybe this isn't really as big of a problem as I think it is, Brandon. <laughs> maybe this is just a media problem. it's not a people problem, which I am inclined to think that there's maybe a uh, there's probably a very strong element of that going on. I like to think that most human beings are decent reasonable reasonable human beings um but I think that we all have moments in which we we slide into this into this sort of divisive mindset.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, get two people to sit down and have a beer together and you have a conversation and you know what, there's something great about the tradition of this podcast, which we have a beer together and we sit down, we have a conversation and yeah, it's easy for us because we're like good friends and we maybe agree on certain things and have certain similar values, but you can sit down with really anybody, have a beer, have a tea, have a coffee, have whatever have a meal and just chat and share ideas and don't judge each other. You know what I mean? And it might open your mind and you might go, Oh, okay. I see how they see it this way. You know, it's really interesting, right? Is like, aside from politics, when you succeed at something, it's really, really interesting how people are so curious about everything about you. They don't understand any of it. And they go, how'd you do this? And how'd you do that? And can I pick your brain about this? Can I pick your brain about that? Oh, yeah you love that because you want it but when someone is doing something that you don't understand but you don't agree with it for whatever various reason probably because the media told you not to sit down talk with them and hear them out why do they see it the way they see it and and if they're interested maybe you can tell them why you see it the way you see it i think what the problem is is like Social media has another. It has two problems. It has two core fundamental problems in my in my um, observation, which you know is limited. But from my perspective, the what I see for the most part is it has two problems. One is that you're not getting face to face with people. And most of the time you're, you're, you're talking over text and messenger and you're on group threads where you can have people like, and agree, and you can bully people. Right. And that's a problem in and of itself, have a one-on-one conversation. You need one-on-one conversations, right? And then if you guys can talk in an agreeable way, and one of you can talk with someone else in an agreeable way, maybe you can have an extra person come into the conversation, but don't do this group, group, tribe, tribe bullshit, right? Get away from that. Just stop using your social media threads. And I know most of you that hear this aren't going to do that, but like, it's for your own betterment. It's for your own health. And I'm telling you one thing, once I stopped looking at my main social media thread, my life improved dramatically. I have private messages with people and if i can't answer it over a private message or it's not getting resolved i call them and i hear their voice and if that isn't enough i try to see them in person and this you know so that's one problem one problem is is that we're we're disconnected in the very medium in which we're communicating and we're we're accepting that as that it's okay right and text messages included in that text message is a very limited version of connection The other thing is, is that part of the thread on your media, whether it be on the Facebook or Instagram or whatever, like you're basically, you got to understand you're getting sold all the time. Understand this one basic principle. If you get anything for free, you're paying for it for some other thing. There's some other way you're paying for it with social media. What they're, what you're paying them with is your attention. And what you're giving them attention to is their ads and the narrative things that they're pushing through your feed. So that's where they, that's where they're making their money. That's where they're getting their ability, right? So stop using that because once you start using that, you start shutting down their ability to essentially just put ideas in your head. Because a lot of what people think isn't what they think. It's what they've been told to think. Um, You know, and like, I like to think that these conversations, we're not even telling you what to think. We're telling you to consider thinking differently, you know, just, just challenge the idea in the way that you're thinking. Like, like, I don't even know you might be on track and maybe you are on track and, and okay. If you're on track and it's working for you and it's creating success and happiness and joy and less suffering in your life, then by all means, keep doing it. But here's another thing, if it's creating suffering and pain and hurt in other people's lives then stop doing it. Even if it is creating joy and pleasure in your life. Do you want to be an asshole? Do you want to be somebody that's out there hurting other people? Cuz a lot of people are. But you're not thinking about that, are you? You're thinking about yourself. And I've told I've I've said this on the podcast many many times and I'll say it again. We're selfish beings. There's nothing wrong with that. It's a part of human nature. But the thing is is your happiness and your joy if it's hurting other people you need to seriously consider if that's worth getting joy and happiness out of it because you might just be a bully you might just be somebody that's actually causing a problem in the world in for other people hurting their lives and and like you know uh, just cuz you're happy and you feel like everyone in your little circle agrees with you and is happy with you you know it doesn't mean that you're good it doesn't mean that you're a good person it doesn't mean you're doing good things Um, but look, we have a balance, right? Like the speeding thing, you, it's your responsibility to make sure you're happy and joyful and that you don't suffer, but it's also your responsibility to, to be mindful, not to cause hurt and suffer to other people, but you don't have to give up all of yours to satisfy them. And they, and, and also, um, you, you don't get to just care about yourself and not care about anybody else because there will be consequences, right? So, but no one should have to tell you how to do that. You got to learn how to guide yourself internally. Like if you're just following rules on what people tell you to do, the bully might be telling you, yeah, like push that kid. And so you go push that kid to please the bully, but you're now part of the bully team. You're part of the bully tribe, right? So just think just stop and consider and ask why why am i doing this why do i see it that way you know and you better come up with a really good reason otherwise i think the answer is going okay i don't know i don't know which way is the best way here and that's okay most things 99 percent of stuff in life you don't know and that's okay it's the people who are arrogant are the people who think they know everything the people who are humble and mindful and often the most successful They know what they don't know. It's the people who are arrogant bullies. They don't know what they don't know.
1: Hey everybody, this is Evan. And this episode is brought to you by my book. Yes. I recently released a book called the actor's awakening, connecting spirituality to craft, expand yourself as an actor and your craft through a spiritual perspective. Take a journey that will explore universal philosophies and insights to help you understand human nature in a profound way and develop practices to take your work to another level. Again, that's The Actors Awakening Connecting Spirituality to Craft. Available on Kindle and paperback on Amazon. And as always, if you like the show, please subscribe.
2: Mm. Yeah. You bring up a lot of good stuff there, Brando. Yeah, I had some as, usual. To say. as usual. As <laughs> usual. Um
0: well can I say one thing, Evan? Yeah, of course. Look, I, I just like I don't want that to come off as like some kind of opinion opinionated rant because it was a rant and, and it is somewhat opinionated. But like, look, my value at the end of the day is this be good to yourself and be good to other people. I, I dated a girl and and she used to teach kindergarten. She taught me this rule that she taught her kids, and I thought it was such a great rule for life. It's don't break my stuff don't hurt yourself and don't hurt anyone else. And that's basically a good rule for life. Don't break anyone else's stuff. You can break your own stuff. It's your stuff. Go ahead and break it. If you bought it, you can go ahead and break it, but don't break anyone else's stuff. Don't hurt yourself. We don't want you to hurt yourself. You can hurt yourself. And in a lot of time, no one can stop you from hurting yourself, but try not to hurt yourself. Like we're all, we don't want you to hurt yourself. Okay. Like we're trying to look out for you. We're trying to protect you like everybody here, right? And and when people are in pain, they sometimes hurt themselves. So we're trying to protect from that, right? The other thing is don't hurt anyone else. And if you don't hurt anyone else, like you're doing your own thing, you stay in your own lane, we can all get along pretty well by those three basic, very simple foundational rules. And if you're doing any of those things, if you're hurting yourself, you're hurting anyone else, or you're breaking anyone else's stuff, you're doing it wrong.
2: Mm-hmm. You can certainly do it a hell of a lot better.
0: <laughs> totally.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, yeah, like you've, you've, I remember when you first mentioned that and I was just like, that's great. Like, that's so simple and, and there's so much to it, you know, cause like, don't break, don't break, you know, everyone's stuff, don't break other people's stuff and don't hurt others is like, you know, just a good basics in terms of like how to conduct yourself in relationship to other people and don't hurt yourself is kind of like that's in some ways a very interesting one because it's like, because like you could, you can expand on that to a, to a level where it's just like, Whoa, like, well, what does that all mean to not hurt yourself? You know, like, like, obviously, like when you're talking to to young kids, like, it's like, yeah, we're talking kind of like in a very, you know, simple, like physically don't hurt yourself, you know, don't do anything to hurt yourself. Cause that makes everybody sad and that's, and that's, and it's upsetting. And, and, uh, you know, and there's other, other ways and it's like, we want to help you kind of a thing. But uh, you know, don't hurt yourself. I think can take on such a broader context, and like all of these ways in which we we do hurt ourselves, right? And uh, I think that that divisiveness is certainly one of them. You know, divisiveness is one of the ways in which we absolutely hurt ourselves. Um, you know, it it feels it can feel really good in the moment. You know, like it can really feel good to 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 get in there and that us versus them kind of attitude for a little while but like it's you know it's um oh what's the expression for it like it it's basically like it's like an in an, an appetite that can never be satiated right like you can feel it but like you're immediately you're hungry again you know it's like division is like empty calories you know, there's no nu- real nutrition in it. You've just been filling yourself with junk and more junk. And it's just like, it's a temporary satisfaction, but you always kind of need to get your next hit out of it, right? Because you've got to make somebody else wrong in order for you to be right all the time, all the time. And I think that that's, that's part of the the, the spiral you know, like just this, this down, this downward spiral that comes out of division is that like, it's, there's no, there's no end to it. You know, there's no end to it unless you consciously, you become conscious of it and you choose to act differently. And we, and we choose to act differently to recognize when we're participating in this, in this game that has no, that has no winners. Ultimately, I feel like everybody's just ultimately a loser in, in that whole game. It feels like there's wins that, that happen, but it's just like, again, it's like, it's, it's gone so quickly. You know, you, you score, you scored that one point on that, that Twitter comment and tomorrow you'll be right back at it. Yeah. You know, you forget all about the victory you got yesterday and now you've got to, you've got to get another one again to be right, to of, be right, to be right. Trying to be right, I think is just, is, is a poison. I honestly think it's a poison.
0: Well, in, in, in the way that you're talking about it being done, it is a poison. I mean, there's a, there is a good side of being right where it's like, like, let's try to come to you know the right answer about this let's try and yeah. figure out the solution on, on on finite things when you're working together to come to the right answer it's it's a good thing but when you're you know you're trying to basically like destroy somebody to come to the right answer i mean yeah it is a poison i i think the thing that and this is a western culture problem in a big way is that uh we we've been kind of taught to hate our enemy and you know I'm gonna throw out a crazy thought here. And a lot of people are going, what? Love your enemy. What does that mean? Well, look, if you your enemy, your opponent, your 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 adversary, like love them because their their adversity that they're creating for you is actually building you. And if you like. Someone, like if your life was a movie and we had to cast your movie, somebody has to play the asshole in your life, (laughs) you know, somebody has to play that role. Some actor has to take that on and I hope they do a great job of it. Right. And, you know, as a, as a filmmaker or storyteller, you know, a screenwriter, we, we, we would celebrate that actor. We would celebrate them for doing such a good job of being the antagonist and the enemy, Right but like you as a person in the play in the screenplay in the movie or whatever it is like someone in life is going to disagree with you or, or someone's going to cause you challenge and you, you can look at them and you could hate them, which doesn't do you much good, or you could look at them and be thankful for them being there because they're teaching you something about life and they're teaching you something about yourself. And by the way, when you start to love your enemy, you just live a happier life. You know, you don't live with hate and all this other crap that just is poison in your body. Um, and you know, I, I do actually have learned, I like debating because I, I found that I'm quite good at it, but like, I like debating because it's fun to have someone really challenge, like who someone who is not someone who is not just falling into fallacies and and basically trying to like, you know, uh, do kind of like what are essentially considered in philosophy, like very ignorant arguments, you know, like where they're just essentially trying to bulldoze their way through without answering questions. And and like, that's no fun. Cause that person is basically, they're not playing. They're not, it's like, it's like, you're trying to box with someone and they're kicking, you know, and you're like, come on, like this is not the sport. You're not supposed to kick. We just punch. Right. Um, mm-hmm. but it's like when someone's Playing soccer, and they're all of a sudden they're using their hands, and they're like, you know, not getting fouled for it. It's like, you no, know, the game doesn't work this way, right? It only works if you play by the rules, and and the rules of actual debate and argument are um, basically making statements and essentially putting forward a premise or an idea and backing it up, and then asking questions that expose the logic or faulty logic behind the other person's argument, and through that, if you do this well. It's not usually that one person is entirely wrong and one person is entirely right. It's usually this person's right around these things and this person's right around those things. And then together, we actually all together and all of those that viewed the debate and even the people who are part of the debate, we all come away with a better understanding from the debate of what the right answer is, which neither of us actually fully had until we had the debate. That Mm -hmm. should be the point but people come in with the position that I'm all right and you're all wrong and I'm going to show you that and it's like no man you're not <laughs> like you know the, the the thing is is like none of a, if if you had all the information uh, you would have everything you ever wanted in life you would basically be able to decide how everything goes you would be the master of everyone and you're not and if you think that you're right about everything, you're pretty fucking arrogant. I mean, it's kind of almost hilarious, right. To, mm-hmm. to, 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 for those people who walk around thinking, oh, I have all the right answers. It's just like, it's, it's crazy. It's like, absolutely. It's insanity. Right. But my point is, is that like life is learning and you're probably right about a few things. You're probably wrong about a few things. And, uh, you know. And there's probably some things you have no idea even exist and you have nothing, no knowledge about. And, uh, you'll learn if you have actual debates to be a little more aware and a little more correct about some things. And then you'll open up some avenues and some veins or some wells that you had no idea existed. And you realize that you're totally ignorant to those and you'll learn some things and you'll get some information and you'll know a little bit more. And that will open up some more things and the process continues the rest of your life. And that's just how it goes. hmm
2: I was, uh, I watched this documentary yesterday and it's been one that it's kind of an odd one that, that I've been meaning to watch for a while, but it was, uh, it's called Raising Kratos and it's, uh, it was a documentary about the, basically like the, the most recent God of War game that, uh, that came out, I think back in 2018, Uh, because i've been a fan of the series and uh was a huge fan of like this sort of reboot that they did and so it was this documentary on the whole process of creating that and everything that they went through to do it and there was the the actor who who played kratos in in this game uh i think his name is christopher judge was in like Stargate SG one, all those years on TV and stuff like that. But, um, he was talking about it and he said, you know, my mom always, my mom taught me that every person you meet knows about something more than you. They like, there's something that they, that they're more of an expert in than you are. Mm. So listen to everybody with openness Hmm. Like you, like he had a way of, it's like, so like pay attention because you, there's something for you to learn from every single person that you ever meet. So pay attention. And I thought like, that's just, that's just fucking beautiful advice, man. Like <laughs> what great parental advice to like receive, like to, if you just go about in your life, like with this attitude that like every person you meet knows something about something more than you. Mm-hmm. And it's up to you to find out what that is. You know, what is it? Yeah, that they I, know about? I
0: like that a lot. That's really beautiful.
2: I mean, that like, what,
0: what better way to connect with people than to, to see them as somebody who, who carries something with them that that could help you on your journey, you know, and even the people you don't necessarily like, or don't necessarily agree with, like, you know, or maybe you're not even all that interested in them. Like, You know, but if you looked at everyone as somebody who is a fellow traveler that could potentially give you something very helpful on your journey, you know, you might be a little more open-minded and a little more, give them a little bit more, you know, appreciation and respect. And I mean, I get it. Time is valuable. Like you don't have to give everybody like all your attention and time. I mean, you can only give so much, but like, you know, um, try to like, I think there's a good rule that, you know, if people followed this rule, I mean, there's these little rules that I like, these little kind of moral ethical rules, and I I like to live by them. It's like, do your best to try to make sure everybody you encounter is better off for knowing you. You know, that's, that's a pretty, pretty good life. If you're, if you're somebody that everybody who, who encounters is better off, and even if they don't like you, you know, um, after their interaction with you, that's not, your responsibility, you're not going to be able to control that. But if you genuinely tried to contribute or help, right. Um, and whether they took your help or contribution or not, um, you know, try to try to try to do that, right? And and you can be pretty proud of yourself as you move on through life. And and not only that, you'll build a lot of really good, strong relationships with people. I mean, I have people who reach out to me sometimes who are like, Brandon, you know, I was thinking about you and I, you know, when you did this and I was like, holy shit, <laughs> really? <laughs> like, I, didn't even, I totally forgot about that, but like that mattered to them. That was a big thing in their life, right? And it's really just a matter of like, you know, trying to make people's lives better by interacting with them. And look, I, I haven't been perfect. I've, I've probably made some people upset with me and I've probably done some things that probably haven't helped people, but like, like a lot of these things they're they're, um, you know, we're not perfect. And you got to give yourself a little bit of a break as a human being. And even if you've made mistakes and you got to say like, okay, look, maybe I did the wrong thing here, but I've learned and I've learned, and I'm going to be better the next time. And I'm not going to do it again. And some, you know, this whole rule, like I was talking about with the kindergarten teachers, you say, don't, don't break my stuff. Don't hurt yourself. Don't hurt anyone else. Um, So what happens if you break someone else's stuff? What's interesting is what you do. What's interesting about you as a character is what you do after that happens. Do you replace it? Do you repair it? Do you, um, do you make up for it or do you let it go? Do you just, do you pretend it didn't happen? Like what kind of person are you? That says a lot about you. If you hurt yourself and you know, you hurt yourself, do you beat yourself up about it? Or do you forgive yourself? Do You give yourself a break. Do you, you know, what do you do? And if you hurt somebody else, what do you do? These Your character is a response to one of those three things. And that's basically who you are. And if you want to pretend you're a good person and you're going around hurting people and not correcting it and you're breaking people's stuff and you're not fixing it and you're hurting yourself and you're not acknowledging it, you're really a, kind of a bad character in a movie right now. You're, you're not playing a good character. You're the bad guy. Sorry, hate to break it to you, but you are. But if you're the person that goes around to fix stuff and, and apologizes and makes up for the hurt you caused and actually tries to repair any hurt you caused yourself, you're a hero, man, or lady or whoever, you know, <laughs> you're a hero. You're out there and you're, you know, you're, you're doing something real wonderful because it takes a lot of character to do that.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: Well, <laughs> sometimes you don't always know when I'm going to stop because I go on these rants.
2: <laughs> well, you know, it's, that that's part of the fun of the podcast sometimes. It's just like, Oh, all right. He's, he's, he's done. What dead. do I have to say? What do I have to say in response <laughs> to that or, and vice versa? Awesome. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's interesting. I, I, I a few sort of like quotes have, went through my head here in these last few minutes. And one was, I think we shared in the last podcast that has really been sort of resounding through my, my mind for the last number of weeks, but it was, um, you know, a, a good traveler has no fixed plans and is not intent upon arriving. I love that one. Um, and then the other one that I was just thinking of, and I can't remember who said it, but it was, um, be kind for everyone you meet is fighting a hard battle. You know, I think it's just, you know, like we've, I know I, cause I have faith in, in us as human beings. And I also know we have a ceiling, a fairly low ceiling for how long we can be angry for, for how long we can be hostile for. It takes a lot of energy. It takes so much energy. Like that was like, I, a few years ago, like, <clears throat> You know, like I'll never forget this like it was such an interesting eye opening experience, but when we did the mastery, which uh for people who don't know, it's like the mastery is a program that you can find in you know pretty much all over the world really and it was created for actors, but I think it's like it's it's actually expe- created
0: for people, but they they made it oh for was it as well I think that's I, how it went yeah I, I thought f- it was, the, sure opposite it was. Well, it was like the opposite way might have been it was yeah. for
2: actors and then they've they've kind of made it for people as well. Cause I think there's always a performance element, no matter what that right. goes with it. Like even if you're not an actor, you have to perform a monologue or something like that. <laughs> but um I remember there was this exercise where it was like, you know, we had to really think of somebody who we had such anger and resentment towards. And we like wrote like a letter or something like that. Did we write a letter? Yeah, we wrote these letters ahead of time of what we would say to these people. And then we kind of ended up throwing the letters out. And it was just like, and we had to just let them have it. You know, we had to just like, just spill out all of our anger, all of our hostility in front of a group of people. And we had like, like the time, like there was a time limit to it. Like we had to go for like three minutes And I remember everybody in like about one minute, everyone was exhausted. You know, like, it's just like anger is just such an exhausting energy to keep with you. So that's like, in some ways, that's like a weird gift that has been built into us where it's like, we can't stay here for a long time because it actually becomes insufferable. Yeah. At a certain point. We're just like, this is eating me alive. You know, anger will eat you alive. Hatred will eat you alive. Until you eventually have to make peace with something. You know, you gotta make some peace. You gotta find some compassion. You gotta forgive. You've gotta, you know, realize like this is madness. Like this is absolute madness to to live in this way and to be like, is this who I am? Is this who I want to be is to, is to carry this, this around with me all the time. You know, like sometimes like we can justify, most of us can justify our anger towards somebody or something. And most of us will come up with a lot of really good reasons. A lot of reasons that people would be like, yeah, for sure. I get it. Yeah. that I would be pissed too. I'd be mad too. Yeah. Those people don't have to have to hang on to it. You're the one who's hanging on to it. Yeah. You know, and, and hanging on to it and hanging on to it. And it's just like, like how good, how good are those reasons really? Ultimately when, when, This thing is just like sapping your life, you know, and, and is making you a person that you actually deep down, you, you have no interest in being that person. You know, like it's really, it's, it's quite a simple thing, but it's so hard to do at the same time. I
0: think it's, uh, it's one of those conversations that could go down its own. It could be a whole conversation, right. About anger and trying to deal with that. I mean, people have been trying to deal with that forever. It's, it's um I would just say like, look, I've been really angry in my life and I've been really hurt Um, and I've had people do things that, you know, I'm sure if I told you the story, you would hate them, but I don't hate them but based on the contents of the events and the things that they did and the things that happened, you would probably say, that's a terrible person. And look, what I learned through, um, being angry about that and being hurt by that was that <clears throat> I've changed from those events. And I mean, I, I don't wish them upon anybody, but the fact that I experienced them and I live them has made me a different person. It's evolved me and I've changed. And, I've experienced betrayal and I've experienced things like that, which is to me, betrayal is the most brutal of all things to experience. I I mean, maybe someone disagrees, but to me, betrayal is so hard because usually betrayal, I mean, really only time it comes is from someone you love and care about and trust. And when that's broken, it's so devastating because you usually um, if it's a big betrayal, you usually leaned on them or usually trusted them in a big way. And once that's gone, it's like, the floor from under you has gone and you just don't even know where you stand anymore. It's a weird and horrible feeling. And um, sometimes it's very hard to understand why people would do it, especially if you thought of them in one way and now all of a sudden you've seen them in another. Um, the hard lessons of life, all I can say is like, use them in your art. I think that's why art is so important. Use them in your creative in- expression. Learn how to You know, have an expression for them, you know, learn to put them out, have some way of, of dealing with this, you know? And, and honestly, I would give anybody advice who, who might be feeling angry or hurt. Like maybe your anger, like just always consider that your anger, the amount of anger you have is actually quite like, as much as you've justified it, it's not good for you. And your best thing is to try to get rid of it. And so if that means like talking to a therapist or expressing it through your art or figuring out a way to reframe it or work with it is a good thing to do. Um, granted at the same time, if you're feeling angry, I don't think you should numb it either. I don't think you should Mm -hmm. do things to try to distract yourself from it. Um, part of what's going to help you through the feeling is actually feeling the feeling, but just, you can feel as much anger as you want, but be mindful of the action you take in anger, you know, just like anger is usually a very terrible guide for action, but it's a very necessarily necessary feeling in the human experience. So like there might be people out there in the world you feel very divided from and you hate them right now, but understand that the anger you have is not theirs and not even really towards them. It's inside of you. And in fact, what you you ultimately find is that all feeling is actually just a projection of your own internal world. And the reason why it controls you, I know I'm dropping some deep shit here, but like the reason why it controls you is because you haven't healed your own internal world. Because once you heal your internal world, people who do things that would normally make you angry don't make you so angry anymore. You You have an understanding of them. And when you can see yourself, and I know this is one of the hardest steps in the world, but like when you can see yourself in the um, attacker, in the abuser, in the betrayer, in the people who have done the bad thing, when you can see how they did it, why they did it, why it made sense for them, it actually um, releases a lot of the fear that anger carries with it. And people often don't realize you know, a little pseudo psychology here that most and pretty much all anger is propped up by fear. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, it feels, you don't feel like you're scared when you're angry, but anger is to cover the fear. So, um, if you're angry and you can kind of get down to the fear and you can remove the fear the anger actually usually goes away as well. Um, one last thing, Evan, I Mm -hmm. used to hang on to my anger for a long time because I used to, my belief was that if I let it go, I couldn't protect myself anymore. And that was the fear. So, um, say you were attacked or betrayed or something like that happened to you, right? Like it's very natural. You would hang on to your anger because it's actually you protecting yourself because you're scared it'll happen again. But if you can work past the fear and see that you don't need to be scared of that anymore because you've changed, evolved and worked past that, um, the anger just is not necessary
1: yeah
2: no that's I, I totally hear that i was just thinking of just to pull up another quote here and i had to pull it up because i'm like i need to get this one this one accurately um this was one i came across a little while ago from thomas merton uh instead of hating the people you think are war makers hate the appetites and disorder in your own soul which are the causes of war if you love peace then hate injustice, hate tyranny, hate greed, but hate these things in yourself, not in another.
0: Oh, (laughs) I mean, doesn't that just sum it up, right? These wisdoms, right? They're not like, I I call them wisdoms because they're not mine. They're just, I'm just a conduit to wise things that people have passed along throughout history, right? Like, and we may reword them and speak about them in a different way, but people have had to learn these lessons forever. And, uh, you know, that quote is just a, a, a very succinct and and wonderful way to express it. Right. Is that, Mm -hmm. you know, the, the war maker that we hate is the war maker in us. Right. And like, you can't like, I think what people get, get stuck on though, is they can't, they want to change behavior of other people. And, Mm. You, you really got to understand that you don't change anything until you change and help and heal yourself. You, it's like, if you don't make your bed, if you don't clean your room, how are you going to clean up the world? You know what I mean? Like you don't even clean your room. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and you're, and you're going to clean up the world. Like give me a break. You know what I mean? Yeah. It starts with you and, and you make, and 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 you find out by cleaning your room, here's like a little lesson and people you know, like just listen really carefully when you meticulously clean your room or your washroom and you get every little corner and every little grimy inch and you, you get right down in on your hands and knees and you figure it out and you make it absolutely pristine. And most people have never done this, but if you go and do that, then you're going to start to understand the amount of detail and care it takes to get the world to get cleaned up. Then you're going to start to understand if you have to do it on a regular basis, then you understand that it's not a one-time fix that we're living in this world. And we continually make a mess and we continually hurt each other. And we continually break each other's stuff and hurt ourselves. And we're continually taking care of that. So your room and your own bed and your life. It's all an expression, a microcosm of a bigger thing. And if you're not taking care of the little things, you have no chance of taking care of the bigger things, you know? Yeah. It's really, it's really pretty simple. I mean,
1: <laughs> you know,
0: the outside world isn't going to fix your internal one. The internal world of you is the expression of your external experience.
1: Yeah.
2: Well, shall we do a quick, uh, quick beer break here sir
0: yes uh, indeed evan let's do it
2: all right well go ahead first i'm drinking the uh trail hopper ipa from stanley park brewing it's great what can i say (laughs) (laughs) what can i say like i've got most of my taste back now it's not 100 but i'm i feel like i'm operating at about like 85 taste capacity now and uh yeah Good stuff I've had it before, so yeah, I knew too. it was. I knew it wasn't going to uh, be anything offensive to the senses. <laughs> I'm having one that uh, I
0: think you've had before. I don't know if I've had it though. Oh, okay. It's from Madison Hat Brewing Company, and it's the uh, or yeah, MH Brew Co. is the short term for it, but it's called the Creamsicle, and it's um it really does taste like a creamsicle. Like, uh, you know, uh, you know, when you have like orange on ice cream. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I could only get it in a six pack. So I've had a few before we did this podcast, like over the week. And so I've been kind of developing an acquired taste for it. I've liked it more, the more that I've had it over the week. Um, it's pretty good. I mean, it's a very, like, it feels like a treat. Like it feels like a dessert. Mm. Um, it's not necessarily the beer that I would go for, uh, but if you want to have an, an experience of a creamsicle beer and you want to have kind of a, a kind of a sweet kind of tasty treat for a beer, then this is definitely the winner. Um, it's interesting. It's definitely interesting. Uh, unique is the word I would probably describe it as, but Hey, you know what, that's what I'm having today. And that's, uh, that's my story.
2: Nice, I can say that I have never had that before. I I can't say that I've really? had any beers out of medicine hat. <laughs> I thought so, you
0: had this one once. I, I no, thought for
2: sure you did. No, I I, right. I I would. I feel like I would remember, like I would remember that. So, no, I think that's a first. That's a <laughs> that's a way of the artist first. All right. All right. Well, well, we well, let's uh, let's close this one off. Let's put a little bow on this one. I'll uh I'll kick things off. Um yeah, I I mean I don't know if I have any sort of like key takeaway from this conversation that we've had. I just really wanted to to open up this dialogue. I, I feel like I just in some ways I needed to just exercise these feelings in a certain way of just this uh my own disillusion disillusionment to a certain degree with the amount of divisiveness that I feel like I've been seeing um which you know with what you we were saying here at the end it's just like oh I should probably look at the divisiveness that's within myself um (laughs) a little bit more closely then because you know if I'm seeing it a lot out there it's, it's probably a lot going on in me and uh I think that for me this is maybe has acted as a reminder that it's, that I have work to do you know on on my own end that this it's not about everyone else needs to be stopped being to stop being so divisive. Um and I just be like, well what are ways in which I am acting divisively What are the ways in which I am not, or in which I can be better at connecting with people, you know, and, and trying to foster those healthy disagreements and conversations. And, you know, what am, what am I doing that? Am I being as open as I could be to other people? Am I approaching strangers as well as friends and, and and other people who who maybe I see this behavior with that. Am I saying like, they have something to show me, they have something to teach me. I just need to pay attention because they know something that I don't. Right. Am am I adopting that attitude? So I think that that's, for me, I, I'm going to spend some time just with a gut check on on that one. Um, Because like, like anything, as, uh, as Gandhi said, be the change you want to see in the world. So I think that that's, uh, you know, this conversation, in addition to just letting, being an opportunity to, to vent some of this stuff is also, I'm seeing is an, is an opportunity for me to, to check in with some of my own perspectives and my own behaviors and seeing how I can do better. I would say
0: do that but also don't be too hard on yourself because it's a sales job divisiveness is a sales job someone has to sell you on being divisive and sometimes it's you but if you're not selling yourself on being divisive someone's selling you on it and uh i would say that you know you need to uh you need to look at that and reevaluate the sales job that's being done i mean I don't know, Evan. I mean, I, I'm not gonna say I disagree with you because I agree with what you're saying. I think you should look at yourself. I think it's an important part of the process, but I, I also don't find you to be somebody that's selling yourself on being divisive. I actually find you to be one of the most inclusive people I've ever met. So um I'm sure you have your demons and in your internal things that you're working through, and just you know, you get provoked like anybody else. But at the same time, I mean just, I think everybody needs to remember, like, look, everything is, everything is sales. We're being sold all the time and you're being sold that you have an enemy. And I'm telling you, I mean, I'd like to say that I'm the voice of reason here, but you don't, (laughs) you actually don't have an enemy and you're making your life way more dramatic than it actually is. Um, You're being sold that you have an enemy and you really don't. And, uh, you know, you're being sold on what to be scared of and you don't need to be scared of it. And, uh, you're being sold on not going for the things you love and care about. And, uh, you shouldn't be buying that shit because when you don't go for your dreams, someone else makes money off your back. And that's how this world works. So, um, if you want to be used, then keep buying the sales job, you know, and if you want to start, uh, being somebody that actually, um, controls and directs their life and doesn't get manipulated and twisted and turned by the sales job of people basically manipulating you, because let's just be frank. There's a lot of people out there who don't care how you feel, and they don't care about being good people. And they're willing to make money off of anything and they don't have morals or ethics or whatever. And you got to stop listening to those types of people. And you got to start listening to, uh, people that, uh, Care about your interest, um, care about your well being, care about your health, and you need to start listening most of all to yourself. And any voice that um, is convincing you to be divisive of other people, to hate other people to, other people, to fear other people, to fear other things, that's not a good voice to listen to. Hands down, across the board, pretty much always. Um, Even if someone's bad news, you don't need to hate them. You really don't. And it doesn't help you focus on what you care about. Focus on what matters, stay in your own lane. Don't worry about everybody else and, and let people look at you like a model of expression that, that can be replicated. Don't buy into following the crowd. You know, if you, if you're following someone else, who's not doing their life in a really good way, like somebody who's divisive, if you're following somebody who's divisive or, or propagating fear, or then don't follow that person, stop following that person. That's not a good person to follow. Like, and there's someone, there's someone on the other end of this podcast. I know it who's going to hear this and they're going, go, yeah, fuck that. And I'm, t- I'm speaking to you. And all the other people that are saying, oh, you don't really know. I don't like you. You'll hear me another day. But the person is going, yeah, fuck that. Yeah. Fuck that, man. Fuck that. You listen to you. Stop listening to these fear pieces of shit. You know, listen to you. You're an artist. You're a creative. You're a human being. You have love and connection in you. And you know what? You go out there and you connect with a friend and you call a friend and you say, hey, you know what? Thanks a lot for being in my life call a family member, say you love them. You start doing that stuff. Start being that in the world and stop letting these people, you know, tell you to fight your neighbor. Your neighbor is your friend, man. Your neighbors are your team. We're all, we're all in this together. And even if some people aren't pulling together, we're all in this together. And if some people aren't pulling with you, you don't need to hate them because maybe just maybe they're pulling you in a direction that you may be, need to go in but you just don't see it yet maybe not open your mind open your heart you know listen to yourself and when you open your mind you open your heart i think you're going to have a much clearer voice come through you and tell you what to do
1: thank you for listening in on our conversation today we hope you found something helpful that you can carry forward with you Head over to our website, wayoftheartist.com for more free exclusive material and learn about the show. If you haven't already, please support us by subscribing to the show, sharing it with people you know, and keeping compassionate, creative conversation going.